I'm, I'm glad you mentioned digital twins. Um, can you give a brief explanation of what, what that term means? Um, I, I realize it's probably something to do with like a simulation in a digital environment. Is there more to it than that? All right. I mean, I, I, I've just, to me, it's simulating the entire thing, not just the sixth off simulation of the aircraft flying, but the sustainment capabilities of the aircraft, how you would sustain it, you know, it, all the way down to engine performance and details of engine performance. So your twin can get higher and higher fidelity as you go along. But, it, you know, there's also a term called digital shadow, which I learned a couple of years ago, which is essentially a twin that doesn't receive any information from the aircraft. So that's a, another side. That's kind of what you're doing up front. You're really building this little shadow up front. Then you build a twin to match the airplane because it gets feedback from the aircraft. It also provides information to the aircraft. So they're both synced up and they're both flying, hopefully doing the same thing when you're testing. Right. Um, but the twin is really not just an airplane model, but the whole thing, you know, the entire system of systems model eventually is a twin. Gotcha. And is that, is that a new capability with digital engineering? Uh, or is that something, is there something similar that we've had in the past that does or have, has done what a digital twin can do now? Parts of it. Yes, but not, so, not that whole holistic view. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, if you guys have another opinion, I've never seen, I've seen parts, pieces, I, mm -hmm. you know, it's fatigue analysis. So you can twin up, you can instrument an aircraft, make a fatigue model and then try and make those match. That's a little twin, a miniature twin of right. just a fatigue, maybe a wing box. But the full aircraft, the full maintenance schedule, the full sustainment cycle, the full test and evaluation, pre-test evaluation, uh, and then actual test evaluation, I haven't seen much of that. I haven't seen it. I, no, I concur. I, what you have seen in the past is glimpses or pieces of that digital one, not the whole thing, but just uh, a domain-specific perspective of that, right? <clears throat> so, uh, and that's part of the transformation here we talked about. You, you hear a little bit with MBSD transformation, but with, with digital engineering transformation, you it, it's all about connecting all those currently uh, independent analyses and bringing that information together. Um, so that way, when you, you run your sixth off or you, you run some, an FEA model, you make a change here on your CAD drawing, how does that impact flow through the rest of your system, right? So, um, so connecting all that together brings you to, you know, a authoritative source, a, a single source of truth. Uh, so that way everyone's working off the same data, uh, which eliminates a lot of, you know, what version are you, uh, just you know, summarizes uh, configuration management, right? You, everyone's working off the best known set of data. Um, but yeah, it's in the past, it's always been this domain ran off for six months, did this analysis. Oh, by the way, three months later, another team ran off and did a, a separate analysis that's related. Uh, and then in the end, we just get reports back, right? And it's, it's up to someone to try and uh, collate these, these pieces of information together that aren't necessarily set up in a way that they can be directly comparable or joined, right? So that, that's that's a big thing, bringing information together in, in the same or in a linkable format. So that way you, you just improve decision-making uh, and, and again, and enable all the automation we've already talked about. Right. All right, I think we uh, hit that subject pretty well. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, is in, and really I think we've 
touch on this a little bit too, but to a government customer, to uh, we can think outside of the box and talk about commercial customers. Why is digital engineering um, so important? Uh, I know we've hit that um, few points on about automation and, and, and faster decision-making, but what else is there? Is there anything else, I guess, that makes it um, important for our customers to adopt and to adopt it soon rather than in a few years or whatever uh, they might be thinking? Yeah. You know, I, I'll take that one. I'm going to take a, a politician's twist and, and change <laughs> your question into a subject I want to talk about. So like awesome. uh, Do so, it. So, some, more, some more buzzwords. Um, so, so we, you hear of CIDI, uh, uh, continuous integration, continuous development, DevOps, DevSecOps, um, agile system development, safe, et cetera. Right. So, so all these, uh, terms that are very prevalent in software design, software development, right? So they're, they're not new, right? They've been around, I don't know, uh, just five, 10 years, right? Like it, it's, it's not, not new, but what, what's been, what we're tr currently trying to do is apply it to a hardware software, a complete, you know, complex system, right? So trying to, you know, uh, manage the work in a method, uh, you know, shying away from a waterfall it's like okay here you know he, we've got nine months year 10 years right we're going to do this project we're going to plan from start to finish and never deviate from that plan right so, so what the the automation we've already talked about those small pieces of connect, connectivity between all these tools between all the the analyses the data sets what this allows you to do is you you chunk your work into smaller and uh into smaller pieces so you're able to deliver smaller pieces of capability quicker to your to your customer, right? For us, it's the fleet. Um, but also, what that allows you to do is that it's it's always reoccurring planning, right? So, so you you go off and you spend a short amount of time developing a piece of the capability, right? Uh, strategic enabler. But as you're doing that, things change, right? Uh, budget, financial schedule, politics, whatever. E even the mission set, right? The the operational area, the threats, either threat change, new threats, et cetera, et cetera, right? So so. As you get you deliver that capability, you're you're able to immediately test it, determine how well you meet you met the the fleet's need, right, the customer's need. But then you're also as you go to start the next effort, you're able to look at what has changed. Do I need to uh, increase to decrease performance? Am I still on target? Has the the threat envelope changed so much that I, I just need to abandon this and start something new? So so what all this it does to the system engineering process, right? The the traditional V in my opinion, actually starts to become more silical, right? It's a circle, and then you actually have all these nodes spiderwebbing across each other. So you create all these connections. So so I do an initial mission analysis, mission engineering up front, uh, JSID's process. I, I do an assessment against the mission. I find my capability gaps. I go forth uh, and get requirements, and then I start the acquisition process. But, but what that doesn't do, there's no, we talk about it in system engineering, in academics, the feedback loops, right? And yeah, you, you kind of do that, but there's no true real feedback. Like I, I can't be in the middle of uh, functional decomposition and you've got some loose traceability back to your CDD. But if, if that high level mission analysis changed, that capability gap changed, I don't have a great way of determining whether or not the function I just wrote down at system system level is, is still going to be adequate, right? So, so what digital engineering does enable, it can, it's able to connect through, you know, the terms digital threads, uh, some, some other connectivity, but you're able to actually monitor that, right? So it's like, I, I pass this function, this function, this these sets of functions are not even this capability, this capability is enabling this gap. Uh, but that gap, the parameters on it change. Now, 
Do I need to change my requirements? Or I fail my requirements down here, do I still meet the capability gap? So you're able to, you don't have to wait to DT to OT, sorry, the the teeny, the VNV phases, right? So lab all the way up to uh, your customer uh, operating the, the system, right? So you're you're able to inform that all the way back and, and also monitor that, that operate. Uh, so, I mean, like classic DOD, right? Uh, delivering a major weapon system by the time you start, the time you finish, we're talking 10, 15 years, right? And so, so now we're delivering this new capability to the fleet and it's already 15 years old, right? And maybe run Windows XP, right? And it's just kind of like, what are we doing here, right? So, how, but now we got to start the ECP process to, all right, let's, well, it's XP, so let's go to ME first, right? And then we just slowly crawl our way up, right? So this, it may not prevent that, but it at least enables you, the decision makers, to consciously decide whether or not they're going to modify course, change plans, right? In, a, in smaller chunks to hopefully enable, you know, the right capability getting to the fleet sooner. Okay, sir. <laughs> No, I think John pretty much nailed it there. Um, kind of going back to the analogy, like I take a look at, you know, digital engineering, digitally in integrated environments, and I feel like you're taking a step back from the system engineering process and you're really optimizing it, right? And how we're optimizing it is through connecting a bunch of virtual tools, um, connecting to each other, our information, our data is all interconnected, which in return, um, goes back to what John was saying. It's a faster feedback loop. We have access to the information quicker. We can essentially set it up one time, do the work, do the hard work one time, and we can continuously run that analysis um, based on feedback that's given from our, our, our system. So uh, I think I think John pretty much nailed it there. I'll just summarize and say that I think the, the concept, the question you know, I always get from, from uh, potential customers or guys I know working in the industry is, are you seeing much faster turnaround times? The answer is no, we're not there yet, but we are seeing less errors. So this is supposed to really limit errors, reduce your, improve your product, you know, uh, quality. And then as we get better and better at this, the time should shrink. And hopefully instead of 15 or 20 years, we do five years uh, mm -hmm. before aircraft dies. So that's not, we're not there yet. Maybe two or three cycles of this, we'll get better as we go. So. Um, reduce errors and then reduce time. I think that's the best, but that's what you should expect from doing this kind of work. Yeah. So you guys are actually like, I'm going to hire you as marketers because you're hitting all of those terms that we um, try to hit in some of these episodes. So um, reducing risk errors, um, yeah. uh, saving time, saving money in, in turn, um, making this, this the decisions faster. So yeah, all of those points are great. And um, if I was a customer, I'd buy from you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, Thanks for watching this episode of the Model Vision Podcast. On the next episode, we'll continue this conversation about digital engineering and what exactly that is for us, for our customers, and for anybody that might be interested in the world of digital engineering. This episode is cut up into three sections, so be sure to watch over the next couple of weeks as we finish out this conversation. John, John, and Casey are all in these next few parts, and they get 
more in depth into what digital engineering is, what it means for you and what it means for potential customers in the future. If you want to learn more about digital engineering, you can visit avian.com slash digital engineering. That's A-V-I-A-N.com slash digital hyphen engineering. Thank you again for watching the Model Vision podcast. I'll see you guys next time.